bread and wine and body and blood. That's what we get at this table. But you may not always expect it. Now, to get across the idea of what you would expect in something, have you ever gone up to a tray of cookies and they look like wonderful chocolate chip cookies? Yet you dig into that tray of cookies and the thing you get is a squish in your teeth of a raisin of an oatmeal raisin cookie. (laughs) It was not what you expected, but the experience of that might turn you off to oatmeal raisin cookies. I don't know. If they're the only thing on the table, I'm all right with them. If they're not the only thing on the table, I usually pick something else, like a chocolate chip cookie, because they're way better. Now, I have this tendency, and Michelle can attest to this, that when we go out to a restaurant, I will read a menu, and I I tend to read it fairly thoroughly, but I'll I'll come across a menu item and say, wow, that that looks good. And I'll start reading the ingredients of the menu item, and I'll say, wow, that looks, that looks really good. The trouble is that I start building the dish in my head. Okay? From years of cooking, I start imagining what I would do with those ingredients. I start imagining how I would build that plate. I start imagining the proportions of how much would be there, what that plate's going to look like. I start building that entire thing in my head. The trouble is I'm not making the dish, and generally when the restaurant makes the dish, it's not what was in my head. Sometimes it's way better than I ever imagined. There have been a handful of times when what was in my head I think would have been tastier, but that's my own personal preference with that. You know, It's just what I imagined, what I expected versus what I experienced. Michelle's trying to hold back a laugh right now. <laughs> How has your life been with expectations and experiences? Have there been expectations in your life where maybe as a child or even a young adult or even as an adult or even as a senior at any moment in that span of life, have there been expectations that you have set out there that said, this is the way that I know life is going to go and God went, (laughs) watch this, we're going to go this way. The experience of life oftentimes is very different than the expectations that we put upon our lives. And it's funny that we do that, but we bring expectations into all sorts of things. We bring expectations into our planning. We bring expectations into how we think a particular dinner is going to go. We bring expectations into what kind of cookies are going to be on a plate. But we bring expectations into so many things based on maybe past experiences or based on just simple hope. Now, the disciples were expecting a Passover. The disciples were coming into Jerusalem with Jesus. Remember, they had entered into the city in triumphal fanfare as the king entered into the city. Jesus Christ, the man who had raised Lazarus from the dead, the disciples and the whole throng of people are waving palm fronds as they welcome the majesty of this man who has power over creation. Some expectations that go along with that. What are the meals going to be like? Who's going to have us over to their houses? Where are we going to sit when this king comes into his kingdom? What kind of clothes do folks from the kingdom of God get to wear? 
There's a lot of expectations that are rolling around in the disciples' minds. And as they walk into this Passover time, this feast time, where they're to remember the history of God's hand in taking care of his people, redeeming his people, making a relationship with his people. As they walk into this meal, as they prepare the Passover feast to have with Jesus, their expectations are based on tradition. Their expectations are right there with whatever they had the year before when they did Passover. The lamb is going to be there. The bitter herbs are going to be there. The cups are going to be there with the wine. The bread unleavened is going to be there and broken. And all of the rites and orders of Passover are going to go along like they normally go along. See, Passover is a beautiful time. A beautiful time to hand down tradition from one generation to the next, to tell the story of the forefathers to the up-and-coming generation so that they would learn it and carry it on as they would remember who they are as God's people. That was their expectation. Their expectations as they sit with Jesus reclining at a table, reclining as royalty would, reclining as those who are to be served, reclining as those who are going to enjoy this meal with their Lord and their teacher. If their experience ended up being a little bit different. You see, they were there and they, they got to receive the Passover. They got to still walk through the Passover, but what they experienced was something quite different than the year before. See, they expected the stories of Moses from the past, and what they experienced was Jesus' present, his presence in the present. They experienced the Lord and Savior, the one who they were reign, claiming as king, the one who they were lifting up as king and singing loud hosannas to this king, the son of David, the son of man, come in as Messiah to bring the chosen people of Israel back into the right relationship in the world. As he gets down from the table, takes his outer garment off, wraps a towel around his waist, and serves his people, washes their feet, takes care of the dirty parts so that they would be washed and clean. It's not what you would expect a king to do. That's not what you would expect the Lord to do. It's not what you would expect the Messiah to do, yet this is what our Lord does. This is what our God does as he comes in to serve. It's not another God out there like it. See, the expectation we have of God's is that we would have to serve that God to gain favor, yet this God comes down into the flesh to take care of his creation, to lift his creation up, to redeem and buy back his creation, to wash his creation, and to die on behalf of his creation. See, there's so many things that we may expect walking into a night walking into maybe even a church service. But the experiences that are there are by God's hand. And we may not always understand why those experiences point in one direction or another, but looking back, we can see where God's hand is in the middle of it. And we can see where God has done good through it for us and where God 
takes care of his creation and serves his creation in ways that we may never expect. Just the other weekend, Michelle and I got to go to a wedding. Now, I also have my expectations of most wedding food. Uh, most weddings in larger scales, you expect mediocre at best because it's hard to do. It's hard to turn out really good food at a wedding simply because of the scale of the event and the scale of the evening. This wedding we went to blew me away. The food was so good. It was so amazingly good. I mean, it made me ponder how I had ever, I don't even know, in all the weddings that I had done in the past, I tried to figure out why I could never do what these folks had done because this was amazing food. The experience of that meal was tremendous. Now, I can only imagine as the disciples sat there and Jesus walks through the Passover and all through the regular rites and all through the regular orders and takes bread and breaks it and they traditionally hide a piece that it was to be brought out later as the show bread and he takes that out and he says, this bread, this is my body. This body that is broken for you for your forgiveness. This bread is me. See, he's redefining what is going on. He's fulfilling what's going on in that Passover meal. He's taking the stories from the past and he's filling them in with his presence. He takes a cup. Not just any cup. There's several cups in Passover. There's one you have as you prepare. There's one you have as you eat the meal. And there's another one you have after you've supped. And after they supped, he took the cup. And having given thanks, he gave it to them. And he said, drink of it. All of you, this cup, this cup right here that you traditionally know the meaning of from the past as being a cup of salvation, this cup, this is my blood. This cup I will give you with my life. I will buy this cup for you. I'm not going to drink of this cup until my next meal in the kingdom of heaven. But this cup for you right now, this is your salvation. And it's filled with my life. Now, that would sound weird to them. But as soon as they watched the events of that evening and the next day, they'd start to see how all the pieces would fall together with a God who has come to show and give a very different experience than what they ever expected and than what we ever expect. And so we sit tonight at this table. And we receive this meal of bread and wine, body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ as he serves this meal to us. And we expect a little wafer and a little thimble of wine. What we experience is Christ's presence in this meal. What I look forward to is the meal on the other side of this table. The one that Jesus walked into after the cross, the one that Jesus walked into in his ascension, and the one that our loved ones who have died in faith sit at now as they commune at this table as well with way more than a wafer and way more than a thimble of wine, but with the choicest fruits and the best meats, something that I look forward to experiencing. Amen. Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for the love that you give us through your Son, Jesus. We thank you for the sacrifice that he was for us as the Passover lamb, the Paschal lamb, 
who did die on our behalf, but as we know, when Easter comes, who also lived once again to hand over life graciously and abundantly. We pray that you be with us during this meal. Move your spirit among us as we receive that body and blood in, under, and with the bread and wine to receive Christ and to be changed at our hearts. In your son Jesus' name, amen.